Welcome to the Accounting on Purpose podcast series. In this series, we focus on accounting not as numbers on a page, but as a language. And with any language, it's about communication and finding shared meaning. Topics include things from what is a debit and credit, right through to how we use accounting to tell the story. G'day, it's Justin Hockey from RightSource, talking to you today about working conditions and how, um, how we treat our staff and how, how our staff work in the business. So in my experience working in the corporate environment, I worked with a lot of organisations that offered what they would call flexible working environment for their staff. And ultimately this was designed to attract staff and, and help staff be engaged in the, in the work environment. Now, one thing that I, I got frustrated with the flexible working arrangements that they call them was that they weren't I didn't feel they were done with integrity. So you put in flexible working arrangements and someone would um, be able to have, say they wanted to have Thursday afternoons, they wanted to finish at two to go to a, a coding class with their daughter and that's, they, so they worked that in. So they still had a full-time job, they still had their tasks to do, but on that, on that day they finished early so they could go do something else in their life that was important to them. And that's fine. We have flexible working arrangements so that's, that's what was allowed to happen. But what would happen is if something went wrong in the business or if there was something popped up, quite often you'd say, oh, hey, to this person, we need to get this done. Can you please make sure this is done before you go today? And they're like, well, today's the day I need to leave it too because we've got this arrangement. Um, and it's not like you haven't booked something in your life that you're already doing. You've already got this commitment that you said, yes, I'll do that on a Thursday afternoon with my daughter. Just because something pops up at work doesn't mean that you can stop that commitment. And from a work perspective, this is when, I, when, I, when I'm seeing this happening, it's like, well, if you're genuine about offering a flexible working arrangement, it can't just be when it suits the business. It has to be a mutual thing. Like, you can't just say, oh, we've got something that's popped up. Can you please work on, can you work on this? Because they've already got a commitment. You need to respect that in the way you approach it. The other thing that I suppose I, that I've seen that, makes people who have flexible working arrangements feel that they're not part of it or they're not, that it's something that they should feel almost ashamed of, is when, oh, something will happen and so we're having a team meeting this afternoon because we need to talk through an issue. And they, the person who's arranged that meeting forgets that you have a flexible working arrangement, so you're not there. So there's something important that the team needs to talk about and you're, because you have these flexible working arrangements, you've been excluded from this conversation. Now, that might just be an oversight, but I suppose this is the responsibility, I think, as an organisation you have. If you want to have flexible working arrangements, you need to treat them with respect and you need to be conscious of who is on these and how they're working. So with this sort of backdrop, when I started uh, RightSource, I too wanted to have flexible working arrangements. So I wanted, very much so, wanted people to be able to work with RightSource and have the work integrate with their life. Because I believe in a work-life integration. So work is part of life. You don't want work to overtake your life. You want there to be a balance. So I wanted to be able to offer people the, the ability to work that suit the way that suits them in their life, but in a way that still gets the job done. One of the things I've done with that is rather than calling them flexible working arrangements, they're tailored working arrangements. So what we do with the new staff member is we 
when we're going through the process, obviously we look at the business requirements in terms of what's needed in terms of hours and times and days. But we keep that to uh, the absolute, well, this is the, the absolute what we need. But other than that, everything else is negotiable. Everything else we can work out what suits you, what tailors to your life. So we have a number of employees who have different working arrangements, but it's tailored to, to them and how it suits them. Now, I think just the way they're approaching it and saying that it's tailored and that we make this agreement up front in terms of how it's going to work is that we then respect, well, if you don't work Thursday and Friday, we're not going to book something in to do as an organization on a Thursday or Friday unless we talk to you about it first. Now, this isn't saying that we can't ask them to be flexible because there's always give and take, but it's the way you do it. So rather than saying, oh, we've got this thing on Thursday if you can make it, which is then putting, taking no responsibility as a business owner, it's actually putting it all on them or the, the leader. Rather than doing that, we say, look, we're looking or we're thinking about having an, uh, an event on on one of the days that you don't work. Is there a time or a, uh, one of those days in the next coming weeks that would suit you for this to work? And that way, you're actually approaching it with respect and respecting the fact that they have a different working relationship to nine to five every day. They, they have a different working um, situation and respecting that. An example of this is we... Um, we had a restaurant open up near our work uh, and it smells really good. And it's like, well, let's have a team dinner because like, it just sounds, smells really good. And we try it out as a group. One of the people in our office who's, who works doesn't work the days that this restaurant's open. So basically we worked with them to see, well, what day suits you and then make the booking. So it was just involving the people. And now we're all looking forward to having it next Thursday. And we're all looking forward to having a night where Yes, some of us, that's not the day we work, but it suits our life and we can all get in there and have, have an enjoyable dinner together. The other thing that this treating it with respect um, brings to the work environment is all of a sudden people believe that you as an employer see value in the time that they spend away from work. So sure, definitely they add value when they're at work, but when they're away from work, there's definitely value in them having good time away from work both for them personally and for you as an employer. So they start understanding that you respect the fact that they have a life outside of work, which also means when other things pop up, so when they have a sick child or they personally are sick or they just need, they need to have a bit of flexibility, they're much more comfortable asking you because they're coming to you with the same respect that you treat them. This level of respect is then a mutual thing. So as you as a business owner, sometimes you have things you want to do. Um, if you then take time to do that they're not judging saying oh look they're off doing whatever while we're here working they're like well they've got life too they they treat you with the same respect that you treat them so everyone's treating each other with this level of respect and it's mutual and that helps the engagement and just the overall communication in the office it's just surprising how I have found that a simple thing in terms of respecting someone's hours that they worked increases their level of engagement with you both on a personal level and on a work level. So when we think about it, having flexible working arrangements or tailored working arrangements isn't necessarily about being an employer of choice. It's about allowing those who are working for you being able to have a meaningful work life that fits in with the rest of their life. And that's it. And as a leader, you're helping facilitate that. One thing I haven't touched on is about 
what is legally enforceable. And, and this is what um, I think we all need to we all need to remember is that what's legally enforceable is the base level. What we should be doing for our staff is what is right and what is best for them. And that quite often is a, a higher level and requires uh, a level of effort above that of what is the legal minimum requirement. But in all my experience, when I've, I've found by putting in that extra, extra effort, you definitely get that extra effort repaid to you, both in terms of effort, but also in terms of personal reward and seeing people being able to flourish in an environment that they're comfortable in. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to subscribe to the podcast series. And if you'd like some more information, check me out on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have. Otherwise, thanks for listening. It's Justin Hogg from RightSource.